I'm Jordan Goodman. And I'm Justin Goodman. We're third-generation insurance agency owners and also brothers. Even though we had the same upbringing, we see the world very differently. This caused significant issues in our early years, but we eventually embraced the idea that every coin needs two sides to be complete. In 2018, we launched our second company, Total CSR, with the aim of reducing new-to-industry onboarding timeframes from two years to two months. Since then, we've traveled the country speaking to thousands of agency owners and their teams, and we've come to realize two things. We all struggle with similar challenges, regardless of size and location, and oftentimes, we are too embarrassed to ask for help. The Independent Agent Podcast is our attempt to provide helpful answers to your most difficult questions, anonymously, of course. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone! Hey! <laughs> wow! Welcome to episode forty-six of the Independent Agent. Justin's in a plain white tee again. It's white. It's a different color. Do you know the band Plain White Tees? No. Ah, hey there, Delilah. Olivia will get that one. Uh, Are you going to introduce our drink? Yeah, we're having a French 75 today. We fancy. so Like the restaurant French 75. That closed down. It's now Solani Steak Tavern, which is pretty fantastic. You've been to Solani's, yeah? Mm-mm. In Laguna Beach. If you guys come to Laguna Beach, right across the street from the Montage, I think it is. Solani Steak Tavern, as in Temu Solani. He lives nearby. And Didn't he marry the gal from Full House? Or is that different? Hockey did thing? he marry the gal from Full House? I don't know. I'm not up on my TMZ like you are. <laughs> All right, I'll look that one up. <laughs> Jeez. It's cool, actually. They've got like a replica Stanley Cup in there when you go in there, and it's the whole thing. So it used to be the French 75, and then they bought the restaurant. And it's very, very expensive, but the food is exquisite, like mind-blowingly exquisite. When you can crush a salad, like when, when like your salad is like fantastic, that's when you know it's a good restaurant. But yeah, their steaks are just dumb. Anyway... French 75, that's where we're at. So this is a little champagne with gin, a little bit of simple syrup, and some lemon, fresh lemon juice. So right. so romantic. Tastes like champagne with gin. Yeah, it kind of... Yep. I think I feel that's like That's why just, the restaurant didn't make it. Yeah, um, I could have just done with the champagne. Yeah. All right. First question. Spectacular. I currently handle small commercial business that comes in via phone calls or the web, but also take care of small business referrals coming from other people in our office. Why don't you just read the words out of there because instead of trying to paraphrase them? Well, because it wasn't flowing <laughs> off my tongue. <laughs> While I can easily turn away call-in business, <laughs> Jeez. that isn't worth it. I can't do the same with my coworkers. Some of these accounts are just bad risk, but I'm told to just find a way. I feel like they are putting me in a bad position. Is there a way for me to turn this down, or do I have to keep doing what I'm told? Why don't you start talking? Because I just started you lost drift, your I drifting when you started doing the whole thing. So I'll read it for 30 seconds. Well, well. It does take him 30 seconds to read three lines. <laughs> you know what? We've okay. all got our gifts. So it looks like, hey, these are referrals coming in from coworkers, but they're not good fits for the organization or they're a waste of time. The real question is, what does your employer think about all of this? Does your employer 
think, write any piece of business, every piece of business, regardless. What is their expectation of you? I would be asking that question and how much time you should spend on that. And I would actually come with data. Just take a, if you if this is happening frequently, take a two-week trial period and say, this is what comes from my internet and phone call leads, and this is what comes in via referrals from the office. Here's my close rate, and here's how much time I'm spending. I would like the opportunity to be able to say, hey, I don't think this is a fit, and then tell them to to go find another broker, unless you think this is the highest and best use of my time. What do you think? I would preface it with data, but then phrase it that way. And then your employer is going to tell you whether or not you should continue going down this road. Why are they just bad risks? I mean, why do you think they're a bad risk? A lot of agencies around here say they've got high X mods, so they're a bad risk. Maybe. Maybe they need your professional services to uh, help bring down their mod. Maybe they're great because they'll generate extra premium and therefore extra revenue for the agency. Are they bad customers? Are they bad pays? Are they too small? What's What's... The amount of times that I've heard something's a bad risk from an underwriter, and I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like an $800,000 account at a 20% loss ratio. Yeah, they're a roofer. Those are businesses that exist out there, right? Like, So what, what's your definition of bad risk? So you may have some education that you might need there, and I would just be curious as to the dialogue that occurs between you and your management on this one. If you want to turn away business for you, I guess that's your own prerogative. I mean, it sounds like... She gets the referrals and passes them along to her employees. Is that the way you read that? Or he? That, that but also other... take care of small business referrals from my coworkers. Oh. Yeah, no, she's, she's closing. Could be a he. Do you know what's a she? I don't know. Doesn't say. I guess we need longer questions. Gosh, this one's like nine. I don't know. Um, One, two, three, <laughs> so four, many words. Four, four to words. five sentences. We're recording this on a Friday and we're just ready to go home, basically. <laughs> so I don't know. Honestly, think of it like this. What if a producer goes to an account manager and says, hey, I want you to do this. And the account manager is saying, well, that's a bad risk. And the producer is saying, yeah, but like it's, it's the business. I'm going after this business. I'm referring it to you. Like, My gut tells me bad risk means waste of time. I'm not closing them or... We're contingency-focused agency, and this is going to hurt our contingencies. Yeah, so put them with a wholesaler. So put them with a wholesaler. You know, like there's ways around everything. Get creative. I, I, I mean, yes, if if it's going to be a revenue issue or an unprofitable account to the agency, then by all means move on. However, I'm assuming if you handle small business, you're probably a personal lines-driven agency, and the personal lines people are referring it over, or maybe it's benefits. I, I don't know, but. This might be uh, one of those, hey, we're getting their business and it's really small and not profitable, but we really needed to hang on to their personal lines because the guy's worth $40 million and has seven homes and five cars or whatever. you know. So you never know what it's tied to. So I, I hate to say that you might be the problem, but you might be the problem. Just my own personal opinion. Next question. Mm-hmm. One of our top commercial producers is retiring in six months. Why? And we thought it would be a good idea to divide his accounts among the rest of the producers. However, everyone is fighting over the same accounts. How do we handle this diplomatically so no one feels slighted in the process? So I think you're focused on the wrong damn thing. 
I really don't care if anyone feels slighted in the process. The number one focus is, well, one, hopefully you have a longer lead time than six months. I'd like 12 to 18 months, ideally, in a transition period. But regardless, the focus should be on sitting down with that producer who's retiring and finding out how each account ticks, what the personality is, does it align, who is going to be best positioned to retain this account for the next years, right? So... If you've got somebody who's hyper analytical as an account and you've got that person in the office, that might be the person to to go with. You also may find that it's not a an issue of of how the person is wired. And so you may just decide that I'm going to give this and reward my producer who's written the most business as a, a carrot for their success. There's different ways to go with it, but but I would I'd prefer to handle it. What relationship is going to ensure longevity with a customer, or at least create the best opportunity for them not to exit as a customer of your organization? Because the second that guy retires or gal, that client is going to accept invitations for others to to come in and meet with them. So you need to have somebody else that's entrenched in there, that's building a relationship that, that, hey, it's not going to miss a beat, and there's still competition. You also have to find out, does does whoever's going to take over this account have a great relationship with the producer who's retiring? Because if they don't, that producer is not going to be all that inclined to be very helpful. Right, that person. I, I don't. If I'm a producer, I don't know why I retire. I just keep yeah, working. It, it makes no sense. I mean, unless the agency is forcing you out because you're not writing new business. Yeah, but, but so if I'm going to be exiting and I'm not going to get anything for exiting, then I'm probably not going to give a lot of effort towards somebody that I don't like. So there's also a personality matchup there and who they have a relationship with because you want to ensure a seamless transition. Yeah. I mean, you took the, the two most logical ones, you know, are Don't the best always. fit for the account. And then, hey, say, hey, in a year from now, Tom's retiring. He's got these 10 golden accounts that everyone wants. Producers, go for it. We're going to give the top three to number one, next three to number two, and next three to number three. If you want the ones, earn it, right? It's a very pragmatic way to do it. Is it the best? I don't know. But it... Uh, no, my way was the best. You, you said that. I, I said it as like a third option, but... Okay, well, that's probably my preference of number one, right? Because that's going to drive revenue even higher. That's going to, you know, force all three of them to work. I think there were three other producers. Maybe I'm just making that up. But it's going to force all three of them to, to work harder, which is going to drive more revenue over time, etc. Yeah, I, I just don't know why the producer's retiring. That seems silly. Maybe you're forcing them out. If you're forcing them out, maybe think again about that. Maybe say, hey, why don't we do this? You never have to come in, Right. And instead of paying you your 30, 30 or 40, 40 split, whatever, we're going to pay you half that. And all you got to do is pick up your cell phone, respond to a few emails, stay home, go do whatever you want. Every now and again, take them out to lunch, take them out to golf and just be done with it. And they'll probably go, wait a second, I can have, because no one really wants to retire, retire. I've seen it so many times, unless you're really old, you really don't want to retire, retire. You want to be able to have something with some kind of stimuli and relationships, et cetera, going on. So I think that might be a better option. You got the sniffles like uh, the Donald. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, you know know what I was thinking? This French 75. Mm -hmm. It's like someone got poured a glass of champagne and they said, no, no, I want to get drunk faster. 
pouring a couple of shots of gin in that. Yeah. And therefore, we have the French 75. You know? I agree. It's just not very good. It's not bad. It's just not good. I don't know. What yeah. else you got? Well, it did have, what, aviator gin in it? Aviation? I don't think I put no. aviation. Aviation? Aviator is his company, Ryan's yeah, company. Yeah. Well, it's not his anymore. Yeah, I know. Or is it? Or I don't know. I said Ryan like we're buddies. <laughs> me and Ryan, you know. We're hanging out, <laughs> me, Ryan, and Blake the other night, and just, you know. Oh, Blake, the one that got away. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's enough to wrap it up. Yeah, we'll leave it there. Thank you, everyone, for your time, your hospitality, and a crappy drink. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers.